Aloha and welcome to this special edition of Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. In this special series of conversations, we will be journeying with renowned author and teacher Nikki Scully into the shamanic mysteries of ancient Egypt. Conversations is sponsored by HealthMasterySystems.com, Holistic Products for Body, Mind, and Soul, and PurePlanEssentials.com, Organic Aromatherapy. Please visit these websites today. Be sure to visit the iTunes store and subscribe for the complete lineup of shows on Conversations to Enlighten and Heal. Nikki Scully has been teaching healing, shamanic arts, and the Egyptian mysteries since 1983. In the late 1980s, Nikki founded Shamanic Journeys and is internationally recognized as the foremost leader and guide for inner journeys and spiritual pilgrimages to Egypt. Nikki is the author of the Anubis Oracle, A Journey into the Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, Book and Card Deck, and Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt, Awakening the Healing Power of the Heart. Both were co-authored with Linda Starwolf and illustrated by Chris Walder. Dr. Hank Wesselman, author of The Spirit Walker Trilogy, says of Shamanic Mysteries, This book is based upon a startling premise, that the deities of ancient Egypt embody and express the myriad aspects of nature as archetypal forces that have overseen the human experiment from the very beginning of our long journey across eternity. I'm delighted to announce that Nikki's 7-CD audio course, Becoming an Oracle, has just been released by Sounds True. Nikki will be hosting a free teleconference, Introduction to the Egyptian Mysteries, on May 20th with Gloria Taylor Brown. The teleconference starts at 6 p.m. Pacific Time. To register for Nikki's free teleconference and our upcoming shamanic tour in Egypt, this November 6 to 21, 2009, please visit shamanicjourneys.com. That's shamanicjourneys.com or call 1-800-937-2991. Today, Nikki will be sharing teachings about the Egyptian Netaru, Sekhmet, and Hathor. Please welcome to the show my very special guest, Nikki Scully. Welcome to the show, Nikki. Thanks for joining us. Thank you, KG. I'm happy to be here. Well, what are the Netaru, Nikki? Uh, the Netaru are the gods or the pantheon of Egypt. Um, the Netaru is the plural for Netur or Netert. And if you uh, follow the entomology, you'll find that uh, Netur was the Coptic. And in English, we would say nature. So the pantheon of Egypt is, in essence, the principles of nature that inform us, Mm -hmm. that are the intelligent consciousness, the spirit that dwells within all of this uh, bountiful creation that we live in. And they're represented by the elements, right? Well, <clears throat> what I learned in, in creating the Anubis Oracle is that the elements, in a sense, preceded the Netaru. Mm-hmm. If you look at the Big Bang in relation to the Egyptian uh, mythology of the uh, ejaculation of the god Aten and the... Uh, birthing forth of everything in the universe first were the elements and they came together and 
coalesced and coagulated into the various things that ultimately formed into what we see around us in the heavens and in our earth mm-hmm. and uh, the uh, netaru or those principles mm-hmm. uh, are expressions of the the basic elements of creation mm-hmm. and it's you know what what we can even see and perceive is so large we can't begin to comprehend it mm-hmm. but there is more beyond that are so incomprehensible that for me personally I'm just grateful that I have the netaru to relate to and the elements to yes. relate to as a way of connecting with source yes. Yes. and it's it works very well for me and I'm really excited to to be able to share that. Yes. So it would it would you say it's sort of like a vibratory signature? I would say that each of the netaru have a, a vibratory signature that as we make relationships we develop our ability to recognize um consistently where our information is coming from. Yes. <coughs> yes. Excuse yes. me. <coughs> so who are Sekhmet and Hathor, and what do they have to teach us? Um, you're naming two of my very, very famous um, deities, Sekhmet, whose name means the power, the mighty one. Mm-hmm. She's the feminine face <clears throat> of the sun and mm-hmm. uh, she is we see her usually in a woman's body with a lioness head carrying an ankh in one hand and a papyrus staff in the other and she's uh, well that's how she's seen many ways but the most the the example of her that we see in Egypt that is what draws so many of us to return again and again is in her sanctuary at Karnak where there's an about an eight foot basalt statue of her mm-hmm. and she's like the great a great mother goddess but what she offers is fierce compassion Mm -hmm. she was known as a goddess of war and destruction but she's also the quintessential healing goddess Mm -hmm. of Egypt now and she comes from the north even though Karnak is in Luxor her initial home was in the delta uh, where she and Ptah she's a consort of Ptah the great creator god of Mm -hmm craftsmen uh, their home was Memphis and uh, that area near Cairo whereas Hathor Hathor house of Horus um, mother of the sun is uh, from upper Egypt which is to the south nice and confusing little mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, way that's presented but uh, she is the sacred cow goddess mm-hmm. and her realm 
home is the night sky and her milk her nourishing milk is the Milky Way itself mm -hmm. so she is the celestial cow um, and she's the golden one she's actually the golden calf that caused all the furor back in the days of Moses uh -huh. because she's the old mother goddess that was worshipped and she represents love and joy and sensuality and sexuality and um uh I'm I'm uh well, I've heard the intoxication, that's the word I was yes. looking for. So at her festivals, uh lots of beer was <laughs> drunk. <laughs> mm -hmm. And and she is a queen she's uh also the medicine woman and the one that the lady of beasts that connects us to the animal world mm -hmm. and the the lady of the mountains and minerals that uh, you know, the turquoise and the malachite mm -hmm. and so there if you look in Egyptology you'll see where the uh, their names are often interchangeable in the in the story and the legend of Sekhmet Hathor so that you would almost say they're flip sides of the same coin, mm -hmm. and yet they're very, very different energetically. Mm -hmm. So how do they work off of that? I mean, you know, how do they work off of each other? Well, the 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 story that comes down about them, and you have to realize that this the story is handed down. I'm not sure it was ever written. Um, but that would be a good thing for, to to research and find out. But as it was handed down, uh, there was a time, oh, so very long ago, when the people of the earth were disrespecting the rule of Ra, the, uh, the sun god. And they just kind of saw him as a, a, a drooling old man and just had lost respect for the fact that that's what nourishes and gives us life mm -hmm. and so he got he was upset and decided he wanted to uh, shake things up a bit so he sent the daughter of his eye the goddess Sekhmet down onto the planet to deal with the upstart humans and so when she uh Arrived, what she saw, um, I think, was very upsetting to her. And um, they don't talk about this part in what they say in the legend is that, well, she came down and just started slaughtering the humans, mm -hmm. and then she got a taste of their blood and the carnage looked like it was going to wipe out the whole of the human species. And, and uh, I'll get back to what I started to say when I finish. I think I'll complete the story first. Well, Ra hadn't intended to wipe out humans. He just had wanted to teach him a lesson. But once Sekhmet 
God started, there was really no stopping her. And so he called Thoth, Mm -hmm. who is the god of wisdom, who's kind of the intermediary that always comes in and brings the wisdom Mm -hmm. so that you can find a solution. So Mm -hmm. he came up with a plan and told Ra to send out all his priests and priestesses to gather 8,000 vats of barley beer. Mm-hmm. spiked with mandrake root and some pomegranate and probably some poppy thrown in for good measure. And and then they, when she was sleeping, they went out and crept up and they poured this red liquid around her and it puddled up around her. And when she woke up and remembered mm-hmm. the great hunt and adventure and slaughter she was engaged in. She licked her lips and looked around and there were these pools of what looked like blood and she started drinking it. And eventually she drank enough that she became uh, first intoxicated and then pacified. She became basically too drunk to care and so the world was spared or the humans were spared. And she is said to have reverted to her more docile Hathor nature. Mm -hmm. Well, Mm -hmm. I have some grievances with the way the story has come down. Um, I think it's important that we realize we don't need to be drugged to control our emotions. Mm -hmm. And I think that the reason that she went on this rampage is because when she came here and saw how people dealt with one another and the amount of human-caused suffering Mm -hmm. that is extant on this planet, she just felt the need to wipe it out. Mm -hmm. And so this is her fierce compassion. Mm -hmm. With Hathor, you get fierce love. Mm -hmm. And so they are inextricably linked through the mythology and their mm-hmm. legend. Yet, in a sense, they, although they come from the same place, Sekhmet is that the fiery sun itself that governs this planet that can scorch and it can nourish, it mm-hmm. can bring on the plague and it can heal the plague where she is the one who calls the plagues but she's also the one that you call to her bedside to heal you mm-hmm. and Hathor is is just I mean the milk of her Milky Way just flows constantly with mm-hmm. its nourishing love mm-hmm. and uh, which might I, I've well, her, her role, I mean, she, she uh, her role is like to unite the opposites, right? Through the alchemy of love. Hathor, so, yes. Yes, Hathor. Her tantric so, teachings. Yes, and so this third thing, through that synthesis, this third thing element is alchemized out of, you know. Could you talk about the alchemy of love a little bit? Because I think that's uh, that's... Well, yes, of course. And in uh, in both Shamanic Mysteries of Egypt and the Anubis Oracle, we we see Hathor as the medicine woman who, when in your her presence, you 
are filled with the love of Hathor, well then no matter what you face in the world, it's going to look very different than if you somehow manage to sidestep that. It's sort of like the difference between thinking from your brain and thinking yeah. from your heart. Yeah. Or perceiving from your will or or your emotions and perceiving from your heart. Mm-hmm. When so you can see deeper into a thing. Well, Rather love than just is the, the magic ingredient. Yes. Love is the the ingredient that catalyzes an elevation in consciousness mm-hmm. and a and a and a heart perspective. Mm-hmm. And so, um, but what what the fire of Sekhmet does is what you learn by working with Sekhmet is how to stand in her fires mm-hmm. and not discharge mm-hmm. chaos. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, so it takes, it's like a courage, that fierceness is really... Yes, yes, courage and fierceness and... and to go and through, to see yourself through those trans- fires of transformation. Exactly. If you can stand in the fires of transformation, then you can sustain yourself and come through it whole, intact, mm-hmm. but having shed all the barriers yes. to higher consciousness. Yes, yes. And Hathor, it's just if you can take her love into any conflict or any rough situation, then you can, you know, it transforms. So you've Mm -hmm. got the whole spectrum covered Uh with the two of them in terms of being able to sustain the fires of chaos that are constantly swirling around us. Yes. Especially, and it seems, in, in, in this particular, the tr- we're going through a tremendous transition on the planet mm-hmm. of consciousness right because now. Because there's so, so much there fear. Is. And that yeah. fear, if, you know, that's, the fear is the enemy, not mm-hmm. all the stuff that's going on. Mm-hmm. It's the fear itself. Mm-hmm. Without the fear... And it is being, it's being released. I mean, it's like all these things are being purged out of the collective unconscious. Well, they have to go somewhere, depending upon how they're purged. Mm -hmm. So the idea is to be consciously aware of the process of transformation, Mm -hmm. and then you're not just giving it away to somebody else. Right. Or activating. Just keep activating it. Exactly. So that it continues and it even grows. So this new, well, it's not new. I've done it before, but this work I'm doing in the belly of the goddess, which is a Sekhmet workshop, um, is she literally devours you. Mm-hmm. And in the digestion process, you experience yourself being and whatever contentious patterns that you are still clinging to mm-hmm. in your own being mm-hmm. just um, digested ground down mm-hmm. into nothing mm-hmm. and then out of that the renewed mm-hmm. being with the new patterns that are mm-hmm. forged throughout mm-hmm. the process are mm-hmm. created mm-hmm. so it's a dissolution a dissolving. Yeah. Yes. I mean, well, that when I'll right away when you're talking about that, I I think of the caterpillar that totally dissolves. 
uh, and then it, there's this yes, they can't become rebirth. Yeah, they have to dissolve before they can become the butterfly. Yes, totally dissolved. Totally. And dissolved. that's the shamanic journey. Yeah. I mean, that's what we're having to learn right now, and yeah. we're in the process of dissolving the old ways that we have clung to for our survival. Mm-hmm. And only in doing that can we open to the new ways that are available to yeah. us. And it's a collective. We we can't just be doing it for ourselves. Yes, it is. It's a massive collective undertaking that is going on through and, us. Yes. And it has to happen, and it's going to happen. So you can either rigidify (laughs) and break in the process or you can simply cogently dissolve and allow yourself to experience the reformation. Yes, yes. And so uh, having these allies of the Sekhmet and Hathor uh, energies um, can really help us uh, in this transformative process that we're in. As Most humanity. definitely, they they are uh, wonderful, potent allies for this time. Mm-hmm. Interestingly enough, I discovered that Sekhmet has a Facebook page. <laughs> I actually joined Sekhmet on Facebook. Did you? <laughs> Isn't that amazing? <laughs> Did you see that video? Yes. And there was a there was a little note about Sekhmet from Hank Wesselman. He he wrote about Sekhmet. Uh, he on his he was on the tour recently in Egypt and talked about his experience. And I guess she's you know really becoming a potent active force on the planet for us. So to enter into a conscious relationship with her uh, would you know be most advantageous for help, as a helper as an ally for us. So. She certainly speaks to me. So, um, all right. Well, I, I, I think that's wonderful what you shared with us today. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with us before we close, Nikki? Uh, yes. Um, people come to Egypt for many reasons. They think all sorts of things until they get to the Chapel of Sekhmet. Mm-hmm. And when you come before Sekhmet in Egypt, you know why you're there. In fact, you usually know why you're here mm-hmm. altogether. Mm-hmm. And she's the one that keeps, uh, that I am serving in bringing people to Egypt. Mm-hmm. I serve all the, the pantheon, mm-hmm. but she's the one that is putting out the loudest call mm-hmm. and saying, come to Egypt, Mm -hmm. come to me, and I will show you Mm -hmm. uh, how to transform. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's wonderful. That's wonderful. Oh, I really feel that. So, all right. So, anything else? Uh, No, I think this was quite lovely. Okay. Um, I I hope your listeners will come on to my website, shamanicjourneys.com and um, find a trip that you're going to join me uh, on in, to Egypt this fall and uh, you know, come with us. It's going to be an amazing, amazing journey. Yes. 
also I want to remind everyone Nikki will be hosting a free teleconference introduction to the Egyptian mysteries on May 20th with Gloria Taylor Brown but it starts at 6 p.m. Pacific time to register for Nikki's free teleconference and our upcoming shamanic tour in Egypt this November 6 to 21 2009 please visit shamanicjourneys.com that shamanicjourneys.com or call 1-800-937-2991 have a beautiful day everyone a warm mahalo thanks for joining us see you in two weeks when we journey further into the shamanic mysteries of ancient Egypt thanks again Nikki it's an honor to have you with us I enjoyed it so much thank you for having me